Episode 128 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. The unofficial results are in. Brandon Whipple will be Wichita's next mayor. And so we bring you a Biz Talk with Bill Roy first back-to-back episodes with a single guest. Mayor-elect Brandon Whipple is with us. We'll talk about the campaign, election night, and how he'll begin his work as Wichita's top elected leader. First, here's what you can see in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. We're about to hand out our Innovation Awards. We honor seven individuals and 23 organizations and companies for their work to be innovative over the past year. The profiles of all our winners are in today's weekly edition, page 15. And we'll hand out our Innovation Awards at a special luncheon next week. Wichita Festivals announced a replacement this week for Mary Beth Jarvis. He is Wichita native Thai Tabling. Our story on page 39 will help you get to know him better. Two lists this week, Kansas Colleges and Universities and Kansas Community and Technical Colleges. They're ranked by headcount, pages 6 and 8. We want to help you grow your business. As always, we have business leads, new real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes, court judgments. It's all in our leads section. Back to talk with Mayor-elect Brandon Whipple in a moment. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Brandon, thanks again and congratulations. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate that and I appreciate you having me on again. You were saying it's just sort of sinking in at this point? It kind of is, yeah, to be honest. Um, you know, the day after election, I think, was, uh, was exhausting. Uh, I... Uh, and it kind of shows maybe I'm getting too old for this where, um, <laughs> I, I didn't get my full eight hours of sleep and right. I wind up, um, uh, getting home and, and we're still kind of fired up. And then that morning I had to go do uh, a morning show, uh, with a local news station. Right. And it's funny cause the anchor text me, uh, you know, if you win this election, can we have you on in the morning? And of course I'm, yeah, if I win, I'll do anything. Right. right. Like, yeah. yeah. Of course. Sure. If I win, well then I'm, when we won, uh, the uh, another anchor who was at uh, the watch party said, "Oh, by the way, that's not seven o'clock. You got to be there at five thirty. <laughs> so I had to show up at like five thirty in the morning. And of course, he tells me to kind of add to this or pile on. Where he's like, "And we have really bad coffee. Make sure you bring it on." Oh my god! So uh, yeah, so you know, not only was it a late night, but also it was an early morning. Um, got some sleep since then, uh, and really, my goal is today has been to try to return the emails right. and the text messages and hopefully get to the phone calls uh, for the people who, I, who have reached out and uh, you know reach back, of course. Take us back to that night, Tuesday night. The election results are coming in, the votes are coming in, what you're seeing the numbers, what's going through your mind? So, uh, you know, really, I'm one of those people who don't believe we're going to win until we win. Um, I don't know if it's a kind of a self-defense mechanism. The only time I thought that uh, in, in, electoral, in electoral politics that, hey, I'm going to win was the year I lost, uh, where I was really right. confident and then I wound up losing. Of right. course, it was my first election. Um, the early vote kind of threw me off where we were quite ahead. Right. Um, we had, I think, 53% and then the current mayor and uh, uh, Lindy Wells split the difference. Right. Um, and that was one of those thoughts where, uh, wow, we might win this, right, you know, where right. I knew we'd be competitive. I knew it'd be close. Um, 
my goal was to have a good showing. Uh, my goal is really to win, but you know, it, to have a good showing. Uh, and then when those early votes came out, uh, I, I thought, okay, that's that that shows that we're strong. Right. Uh, and we had uh, as the night went on, we saw uh, that lead shrink a little bit uh, percentage wise. But really, you know, the political scientist in me thought um, we were up by three thousand votes, and that was significant. Right. So it was, wow, we have a good shot. So. Uh, I try to stay humble when results come in. People, we walked in and we were late. Uh, my mother and my grandfather flew in for, for the watch party. Oh, great. Um, and the early votes were there and people were, uh, oh, congratulations, you're doing so well. And I, I still was trying to keep the, um, you know, the, that adrenaline down and say, right. well, we got to see how this goes. So, and that's what we did. Yep. Uh, how did those negative ads play into the election, do you think? You know, those negative ads, um, and that's one of the things about the early vote, uh, where the negative ads were proven wrong um, right. towards the end. And even really with the series of, uh, of events, we actually uh, uh, exposed who was behind them. Uh, they were, you know, trying to hide behind a shell corporation um, in uh, New Mexico. So we actually... You know, the early vote we thought would be closer because it was before we were able or the news was really able to expose those ads. Right. Um, so uh, towards the end, uh, we felt a little more confident with people voting on Election Day uh, because those ads were, were discredited uh, and disproven. Right. Um, so uh, how did it play in? I think um, uh, I, I think what it did is it made people realize uh, or acknowledge um that dirty campaigning, um, this campaign wouldn't be defined by dirty campaigning. Right. Uh, and I think that particularly once our journalists in this community exposed what was going on with those ads, uh, people got back to our platforms and got back to looking at, um, I think, the issues that mattered. Right. Uh, so I think they did have an effect. Uh, really, the um, uh, and part of that effect was it shut people off from focusing just on negatives. Right. Uh, we had a slew of negative mail that came out about us. I think we counted towards the end, if you include the other political campaigns and parties, uh, there were nine different uh, organizations that were taking shots at us. Wow. Uh, so, um, and so, but with that said, people started looking at the paid for buys, asking questions like, well, what is this organization? They would call me, uh, you know, we put our cell number on all of our stuff. Right. And I would let them know, like, that's not a real organization. That's actually just a bank account. You know, right. we're, we're just seeing politics play out here. Uh, so um, I think that the negative ads uh, made people look closer to the other stuff. And I think brought people back uh, into looking at the platforms. And our fear with the negativity in this campaign would be that um, it would shut people off from voting at all. Right. Um, that's been shown in, in studies before that if you go too negative, um, it makes people not want to participate. Right. And, and I don't think that happened. It looked like turnout was very high. We're going to know the real numbers, um, you know, when the rest of the events ballots are counted, right. probably Friday, uh, the ones that were postmarked. Uh, and I think it's going to show we're probably up about 20%. Uh, and I think right now we're higher than 2015. Right. So um, I don't think it had an effect on turnout, which is one of my w was one of my concerns going right. into this. Now you have the opportunity to implement the things you've talked about on the campaign trail. Uh, let's go through a couple of them. Wichita elected leaders, you said, are calling their own fouls mm -hmm. as if they, it was a basketball game. They're calling their own fouls. 
How do you create the ethics commission that you uh, you talked about? So really it's going to take teamwork. Um, one of the good things about uh, the current city council is how experienced they are. Um, so going in, my goal is to talk with um, the current uh, uh, city council members and try to create uh, ethics reform that reflect Wichita, uh, that work best for our, our city. And we got to get this right because the fact is, and, and you know, me with uh, having one foot in a legislature while also having the other foot in this mayor's race, um, legislators are talking about putting us under the ethics commission up in Topeka, which mm -hmm. I'm personally fine with. I've uh, uh, operated under the Kansas Ethics Commission, uh, but as we've spoken on other podcasts, um, though that commission governs uh, uh, counties, right. and it, because counties are an extension of the state. Um, cities are different. Uh, some cities actually predate statehood. Uh, so, you know, if we want to maintain local control, we have the option to do that uh, by creating an ethics commission that works for Wichita. Uh, so I think we have a great opportunity uh, to go forward with that. And if we don't, and I think this is, you know, for people who might be hesitant, this is part of the leverage uh, will be, you know, if we don't take care of this problem, then the legislature will. Right. Uh, so either way, we'll probably get some reform. Uh, but, um, you know, it, it would be better if we do at the local level. Uh, you know, uh, the people's, people close or the government that's closest to the people usually governs best. Right. Uh, so it's an opportunity for us to come together uh, and to knock out something that I think the public really wants. As you envision the commission, who sits on that commission and how are they chosen? So, I mean, that's something we're going to have to talk about. Um, I uh, think we have the model so far as far as um, how we have a strong manager system, not just a strong mayor system. So the person who gets appointed uh, to run the commission um, will, won't be under an elected official. They'll be under the manager, uh, which gives you that level of, um, uh, of really division right. that allows them to execute their job. Uh, and then there's talk about how other cities do it where you know, there might be an appointment process to appoint people to the board. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunity to design our own so that it works for Wichita. But so far, we have those pieces in place, um, such as having a manager who oversees the employees. Uh, therefore, there won't be any pressure, uh, hopefully, from the elected officials. Right. Um, competition. You talked about not wanting to lose to places like Tulsa. Uh, what will you do that others haven't been able to do? How, how do we specifically compete with some of those other cities? Yeah, you know, I've been beaten up over this where people ask me, like, do you really just not like Oklahoma? And it's <laughs> like, no, I don't like losing. Yeah, right. I don't like losing to, to some place like Tulsa. Right. Uh, and so I think there's a few things we have to do. Uh, first, we have to recognize that Wichita should be competitive on the national and regional level uh, to the extent where we should not except that Tulsa has beaten us in economic development indicators uh, in public safety uh, and also in growth. Um, you know, we, Wichita, we, we are uh, losing um, really our workforce, uh, people who are 45 and under. Um, but it's going to be a layered approach on, on how to address this. I think that one of the things we should be doing as, you know, policymakers uh, is looking to see what, what some of these cities are doing well uh, and really make a Wichita version of that policy. Uh, you know, we don't need to reinvent the wheel or come up with, with um, something that's from scratch. If there are 
uh, stuff that some of these communities that are beating us in certain areas are doing, uh, it, we can figure out what those common variables are, uh, then you know we can duplicate that effort here. So I think there's some opportunity to kind of look at our sister cities, uh, see what they're doing that Wichita's not doing, and then uh, um, pursue some of those similar avenues once if that becomes successful, you know, we could be agile in our policymaking where uh, if it's successful, we can make uh, uh, changes to it to help it accelerate. If it's not successful, you know, we can make changes to make it more successful. Right. Um, as a legislator, uh, we've done stuff like this where, you know, we noticed uh, Oklahoma's uh, sector for building airplanes is it's uh, was growing faster than ours was. Uh, we realized that they, for the last 10 years, implemented a tax credit that allowed uh, their uh, um, aviation sector to get a write-off if they pay back college loans uh, for engineering students. And something that we started working on the legislature a few years ago, and I, I believe, I know it passed the House, I, I believe it passed the Senate last year as well, uh, and there's no shame in doing that, where if we have some economies that are growing faster than ours and we find a tidbit of uh, of policy that we can also mimic and hopefully make it a little better, uh, then I, I think we should be pursuing those. Right. Uh, public safety, have you talked with uh, Police Chief Gordon Ramsey yet or Sheriff Easter? I have. I have I've talked to, I've been in touch with the police chief today for a different matter. There was actually a, a shooting um, and, you know, very sad. Um, and, and I'm not going to get into the details on that, but, uh, you know, as the mayor elect, I've uh, had a pastors reach out to me to tell me about this incident, and I've been uh, in text communication with the chief. Uh, so moving forward uh, for policy, I haven't had discussion with him about um, you know what he thinks are the tools that he will need uh, to make Wichita a safer community. I have talked to the Fraternal Order of Police. Uh, you know, be, before being elected, and, mm -hmm. and we we saw eye to eye on a lot of policy goals. Uh, I, I am impressed with uh, uh, Chief Ramsey, and I'm looking forward to continue those conversations with him. Right. So uh, we will be in touch, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully within the next few weeks. One of the things you talked about during the campaign, you want to be the Department of Yes for small business, roll out the red carpet and not the red tape. That's right. Uh, what specific changes can we in the business community look for? So really, my, uh, my policy with that stems from asking small businesses what we're doing wrong. So that's my goal is to create this uh, back and forth communication uh, to ask really what you need. I think where people mess up, particularly when, it, when you're someone like me, who my career has mostly been in public policy and education. Uh, my father-in-law was, was a business owner, um, but that's, I could never tell him what to do if I was trying to grow his business. Instead, I, I would ask him what he needs of me mm -hmm. if I wanted to be helpful. That's the approach I want to take when it comes to uh, creating growth and opportunities here. And when I talk to business owners, and, and we've had this chat a couple of times, uh, you know, usually what people are asking for isn't much. Um, you know, usually it's, uh, you know, when I f I'll use an example from when I first got involved in, in politics, uh, the 47th Street was, was being redone. Uh, and they created the South Wichita Business Association um, as a group so that the businesses over on that side could uh, have a united front when they talked to elected officials. Well, because the uh, street was getting redone, um, people weren't taking that road anymore and it was hurting the businesses. And what they wound up asking for, which was you know, very uh, reasonable, uh, was to not pay property taxes during that time. Uh, they were losing income from customers right. so they could make up 
that income, uh, I think it was the reappraisal process where uh, they were able to appraise their businesses at a lower rate uh, to help them make up that process because the reality was um, their businesses were not as um, profitable when when that street was being redone. Right. So I think that uh, stuff like that, it takes policymakers uh, probably luck to come up with. And I rather uh, talk to business owners and say, well, what can we do? Um, what have we been doing right? And what have we been doing wrong? You want to make a, bi- a connection with the business community. Definitely. I think that's the only way that we have effective policy. And I think real leaders ask what you need instead of telling you what you get. Uh, and you know, this is, uh, something where we have such a diverse and, and talented, a uh, group of pretty much of small business owners here in Wichita. Uh, we have a real historical entrepreneurial spirit uh, that it, it probably won't take much uh, to reach out to people and come up with really good business ideas because I'm sure you know people have been thinking about this on well if only the city would do this then we would have more opportunity. Right. Well, I'm the guy who wants to hear those stuff because I think that if we can collect that information, uh, turn it into policy, combined with our really experience um, uh, city council, I bet we can do uh, some amazing stuff that will create growth. One of the big decisions coming up, Century 2, mm-hmm. what's your thought? You know, it's my thought is I, I think we need to repurpose it. Um, I think Century 2 is an iconic building. Uh, I think it's a, um, we have an opportunity to create a state-of-the-arts uh, performing arts center. Uh, but one of the concerns with organizations that are uh, going through the same situation that Wichita would be going through is if we were to, let's say, do something with Century 2 before building a, cre- a, a new performance center, those organizations run the risk of going dark. And if those organizations go dark, uh, then they might lose their donors. They might they might not recover. Right. Um, so, you know, I think that we can repurpose Century 2 after creating a, say, the art... Um, Performing Arts Center, uh, which will allow uh, those organizations to utilize it. Uh, however, uh, I'm not. I, I, this would have to be a decision that uh, is, at the very least, uh, shared among the entire council, and then and we might have to go for a vote on this. I'm not uh-huh. against that either. Where for us to be successful, we're redeveloping um, the area down down by the river and with century two have not be a part of it. Uh, we got to make sure that what we do, uh, is accepted by the community that they get buy-in. Uh, if not, we set, set it up to fail. Uh, so, you know, it's not just what I think about this, uh, even though I'm biased and I'm happy to share my opinion, we also got to make sure that, um, the community at large, uh, is also has the same similar buy-in, uh, with whatever happens there. And it might have to go to a vote, um, at the very least, we're going to have to make sure that we're accessible uh, so that the public can come in and voice their opinions and we can move forward with confidence. Separate performing arts center in the downtown area, you think? Yeah, I think so. I think we could uh, make it uh, part of, uh, you know, right now people go downtown um, for the performing arts. Uh, it, it, the next Wichita, when we talk about innovation, it's really building on what you're good at. Uh, Wichita is a has an amazing art scene. Uh, so if we want to grow on, uh, by building on top of that, um, you know, adding that into uh, 
what the redevelopment of the river will be, I think makes a lot of sense. We will attract people uh, from our surrounding communities uh, into downtown Wichita, into that area, which would be an economic stimulus, of course. Uh, and also, you know, we have the opportunities to not just attract, you know, conventions and uh, people from out of, out of state, but really our surrounding region. Um, you know, we have a lot of smaller communities that are within an hour of Wichita. Uh, and if they're going down there to see a show, uh, then, you know, they're, they're going to also probably go to dinner, right. um, you know, take the queue line. There's a lot of opportunity to connect the dots on, you know, the, uh, area that's, uh, downtown that's, uh, you know, the baseball stadium, uh, there's a lot of opportunity to connect these dots and, and make sure that it becomes a real economic driver. What will you be doing between now and January when you actually take office? So between now and January, um, pretty similar to the campaign as far as making sure that I'm available uh, to people who want to talk and people who want to set up meetings. Um, but also, I need to study the budget. Uh, I need to meet with my colleagues uh, who will be on city council. Um, you know, I think some of them uh, interpret this campaign as negative, uh, and uh, and I want to let everyone one know that we're on the same team moving forward uh you know we have the same goals in mind which is ensuring that wichita's best days lie ahead uh so uh, it's just how do we get there and my experience in the legislature i think unique uniquely sets me up for this because you know in a legislature it's very common to find people who might not agree politically but they agree on the goal uh which for us would be making wichita you know a continued place of opportunity Also, I want to study the budget. Um, I want to uh, not just study our budget, but also our policies and look at what other cities are going. I want to make sure that on day one, I could be mayor on day one. Um, you know, I had a city council person call me yesterday and uh, she kind of joked to me about how it's going to take me a year before I, I can find anything because I'll be looking for the bathrooms. <laughs> uh, and I, and I kind of chuckle where like, I promise you it won't take me a year to find the bathrooms. Right. And, um, you know, and I got to say, we won by over 10, 10 points, and which means that um, I feel like uh, Wichita is looking for someone who will go forward with some of these goals. Uh, and we're not going to knock them all out in the first year, and I right. know that. Uh, but start chipping away at this agenda that the people uh, really show they support. Um, so my goal is to make that change, uh, but to do it co- uh, collaboratively. And like I said, we have a real experienced um, city council. Um, I'm actually one of the younger people on it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I understand that I'm going to have some hurdles. I got to build these relationships. Uh, we got time to do that. And uh, really, uh, I think that the goals that we have laid out and the platform we laid out are the same type of uh, platform that people who have been actively campaigning this last session or this last election also heard from their constituents. So let's have a united front. Let's move forward. Uh, let's put Wichita above ego. Let's put Wichita above political parties. Uh, and if we can do that, um, then really, I, I think we have some stuff to get excited about. Mayor-elect Brandon Whipple, thank you for being here. Congratulations on the win. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you a lot over the next four years. Well, I look forward to it. Thank you, Bill, for having me. And thank you to your listeners uh, for taking the time. You bet. Back in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit EquityBank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. That's it for BizTalk with Bill Roy this week, episode 128. Check out all our episodes at our BizTalk with Bill Roy hub. It's at WichitaBusinessJournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. 
Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.